2: Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine.
3: Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For.
4: We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Hell, I suck at dating with Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast.
1: What's going on everyone? Welcome to an all new episode of Help I Suck at Dating and boy, oh boy, do we have an incredibly special episode for you today. Not only did our beloved Jared Haven just have his very sweet little baby boy, Dawson's Creek Haven, uh, born on February, no January 31st, 2022, but we also have everyone's favorite favorite co-host joining us this week. Um, it's not Annalise. It's not. Uh, it's not Kelly. It's not Kelsey. It's none of them. It is the one and only Kayla Miller Keys.
4: Hello. I think I can't be a favorite if I've never co-hosted before.
1: Well, you're my favorite. Oh, so welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you for joining us this week. Um, you know, I I think we both made a point of it early on in our relationship to not do many joint interview, joint media appearances together. Uh, that mostly probably was me deciding that because I just hate uh, I just hate the way that people like look into it and read into it and scrutinize.
4: You also hate talking about
1: chemistry. love. Oh, I also just I just really what it really what it really boils down to is I just hate like the performative nature of a couple being on. A public media outlet because because think about it like what are you expected to do just like be giddy head over heels non-stop gushing about each other
4: right and then your response then is to kind of like shut down and then people think that you don't actually love me and you'll never say you love me yes. and headlines come from that so and i'll tell great. you
1: what it's worked out pretty well up until now <laughs> There's definitely been a lot of uh, negative headlines written about the dumb things that I say uh, for good reason. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that they were ill-justified. They do take my stuff out of context all the time. That's totally fine.
4: No, it's not totally fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> it's not. And
1: if you want to know why it's fine, it's fine because at the end of the day, you know what's real and what isn't real. or right. well, not real, but like, you know how I feel. Not just like some out of context Us Weekly article is going to tell you how to feel. Right, right. So, anyways, right. all that to say, yes, I this is enjoyable. Don't get me wrong, but if I if it were really up to me in a perfect universe, it would still be me and Jared today. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I for all of those reasons that I just stated. New like, headline:
4: Dean hates having Kalen on his podcast. Yeah,
1: I mean, sure, <laughs> run with it if you want to. I mean, look, it's great having you here, but it's the same reason like I don't want to be on your YouTube. Which, by the way, if you're listening to this episode of Help by Suck at Dating, be sure to check out Kalen's YouTube channel. Uh, what is your YouTube It's Kaylin
4: Miller Keys. It's just my name.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Kaylin Miller Keys on YouTube. She makes fantastic YouTube videos. Go check them out. Um, but, yeah, I just don't like it.
4: I know. I know you don't. I'm just giving you a hard time. And I agree. It's not like the nature of our relationship to talk about our relationship. It's just we just live it out.
1: It's not even about talking about our relationship. Like, I could talk about our relationship without you here.
4: I know, but it's with me. That's the issue.
1: Yeah, it is an issue. And I'll tell you what one of my biggest pet peeves in the entire universe is, is when you see the new Bachelor and his first pick come off the show, and, like, they're expected to, like, gush about each Mm -hmm. other and tell everyone how head over heels in love with each other they are.
4: Even if they just came off of a big fight.
1: Yeah, and even if they, like, still are learning so much about each Mm -hmm. other. So it's just, like, it's, it's just annoying to me and
4: sorry i'm here
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) thank you for apologizing um and so 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 that's kind of i mean obviously that's no secret because i think we mentioned that at the very beginning of our relationship two years and like seven months ago um oh yeah no one's counting though um so so if you sense some of that today, just like, you know, just kind of understand.
4: I think that's the issue. People think sometimes you really are just so disinterested in me, but you just hate me being here and present for talking about our relationship. And well, like, gu- you're not a gushy person.
1: Well, what about you? Are you a gushy person? I can be. Well, gush. Go ahead and gush.
4: Uh, <laughs> what am I going to gush about you? <laughs> <laughs> you
1: can gush about Alistair if you want.
4: No, Alistair has been acting up today. But I can gush about you. You are a great partner. You're sweet. You're funny. Mm. You're handsome. <laughs> what? <laughs>
1: I'll tell you what, I'll answer that phone call. I don't know. You keep. Uh,
4: you it's keep 1970s keep, phone call. Just go we and have. And
1: keep entertaining our podcast uh, listeners.
4: All right. I can gush more about Dean as he answers the phone.
1: Uh, ben Higgins' room, how can I help you?
4: Dean is. Uh, we're, uh, Higgins. We're in Ben Higgins' room right now, recording this podcast because we weren't able to get into our room. So Dean's answering Ben's phone while Ben's away, probably grabbing lunch by himself. Is there
1: anything you can help you with?
6: How's the room so far? Are you enjoying it? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. So
4: old and quaint. Okay.
6: Yeah. That's that's the best kind. S-
4: seems haunted.
6: <laughs> oh, it seems haunted.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
6: Have you had a paranormal experience <laughs> yet?
4: Not here, um, but Dean took right. me to a hotel in his hometown like last year. And that was very haunted. And he like went on tours in high school because it was like a it's like a haunted tour, field trips, I guess.
1: Hello, I've returned.
6: <laughs> Kaylin was telling me about this haunted hotel you took her to in Colorado. Feel-
1: I was a little disappointed in her inability to keep the conversation flowing while I stepped I away to, like, for a moment.
4: Narrate what was going on, but you would talk so loud.
1: You know, Kaylin was a broadcast journalism major at uh, Virginia Commonwealth University. Wow,
4: I certainly was.
1: Go Rams! Go Rams, baby!
6: Uh, no, I could hear that um, that broadcast confidence in your voice, Kalen. When you, I wish you would come on this podcast more because we actually we need a trained media professional here every <laughs> now and again.
4: Right. You just got Dean over here who he yeah. won't show up on time.
1: I just wish Kalen had more confidence to just project more. I, it's, it's there. It just all it take all it needs to do is break through a little bit of uh, uncertainty. Once I mean, it once it busts a, through that, it's, it's 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 movie magic. Put a script point. in
4: my hands. And welcome back to WTVR CBS 6. I'm Kayla Miller-Keys. I'm your host for this evening. Do you
1: think Aaron Andrews wow. has a script on the Sideline Reporter?
4: <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, I bet she's got like a blueprint <laughs> yeah. of what she's supposed to say. But okay, <laughs> I've got a blueprint for you here. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just give us a little life update? Kayla, like fill us in on what's going on with you.
4: little life update. So we got Alistair about two months ago. Okay. And myself.
1: Sure. People already know that. It's more like less of us and more of you.
4: Um, I just... I haven't really been doing too much. been working on some things behind the scenes and uh, working on our house nonstop. Our house is just like an ongoing project and takes up a lot of time. And I feel like that's all I've been really focused on lately. And trying to find a trainer for Alistair because he bit me in the face. So.
1: Tell us about the the bite.
4: Yeah. So (laughs) Alistair bit my face two weeks ago. And he's the sweetest dog in the world, but he's like very, very protective over Dean and I. And that wasn't even the situation with the bite. He just was scared of this German Shepherd. And I was an uninformed dog parent and picked him up. And when they're in a fearful mode, they're just in their animal mode. So he attacked and bit my face. I had like four or five stitches. It wasn't that bad. There are plenty of dog bites that are much, much worse. Um, But it was scary. So I now the past two weeks have just been really focused on finding a trainer that isn't going to use shot collars on him. That isn't going to, like, abuse him in any way. And I know trainers say, obviously, they would never say, like, we're going to abuse their, your dog. But I don't know. I just, like, I want to make sure he he's, like, taken care of and he's trained. Right now we're in Carmel and he's just barking at every single person and every single animal. So I just want to be well behaved. Mm. That's what I've been focused on.
1: Okay. Yep. That's <laughs> <laughs> That was a long explanation of Alistair. Uh, but what else is going on with you?
4: Just the house, like I said, just working on the house, making sure our house is finally finished. It's almost been a year, but our backyard is like a continued process. And what have you been up to? Golf?
1: I mean, I'm not, I'm not the one on trial here.
4: I just feel embarrassed. I'm not really doing that much. I mean, that's how
1: I <laughs> feel every single day of the week. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I, I, we talk about this actually pretty often. I don't think, uh, I think it's kind of a cop out for us to hire a trainer for Alistair. Uh, it's actually been a point of contention in our relationship over the past t- t- 10 hours or so. <laughs> I want to train them on my own. Uh, Caitlin and I both have very, very different parenting. Um,
4: I want to know if people out there have ever trained their dogs, like, is this common or do people typically hire trainers? So I if you want say, to slide into our DMS, no, I want to hear the people's response.
1: I would say if you were to pull a hundred people that have dogs. I would say seventy percent of them are oh self-trained. Oh my gosh!
4: This is what Dean does.
6: I, 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 wait, Alister's—he's an older dog, right?
1: So is our second senior rescue. Yeah, yes.
4: he's nine.
6: You know, there's a phrase about teaching an old dog new tricks. Oh, you, you, is there one? Yeah, you can't—you can't do it. They say. Um But oh. I, I wanted to. I just feel like training a dog is hard, and then when they're at an advanced stage, it gets harder. Uh, we have an older dog, and we've definitely trained him. Uh, we've trained him to freak out when we leave the house and go hide under the couch. <laughs> and, nice. Um, and we have trained him to uh, uh, want to eat what we're eating. But um, nothing productive. So yeah, I'm but interested in how good is, he's he le- is.
1: He's learning new tricks yes. uh, as an older it's dog, possible. which is st- uh, simply def- uh, defeating the What is it? The stigma. That's what it is of that old dogs can't learn new tricks. It sounds like your old dog learned all these great new tricks that you hate.
6: (laughs) Yes. Yes, he did. Whether or not I wanted to train that way. Uh, But what do you need to train him to do? What's what's on the list? Um,
1: Well, he gets very emotional around other dogs. He uh, freaks out. He barks. He lunges. Uh, Not even just dogs. If someone walks a little too quickly in his direction, he'll get a little upset about it um if someone rides a bicycle or even is driving a car down the street he'll get a little upset (laughs) but if no one moved or did anything he'd be a pretty well-behaved dog um but i i'm kind of in the camp of like we should train him ourselves and i'm also in the camp of the owner's energy is reflected by the dog and um I, um, <laughs> and,
4: <laughs> Do you thinks I'm stressed around him, so I'm causing his stress, which is...
1: Yes. She, sure. She's, but I
4: have anxiety because he just bit my face and I had to get stitches.
1: Totally fine. I totally understand it. But when you're on edge around a dog that's already on edge, your being on edge is going to like set him over the top and... That's just my opinion. I could be wrong. I just think that like we need to like take a step back and like all take deep breaths together. Me, you, and Alistair.
4: No, my fear is that he's going to bite someone else. We're going to get sued. Someone <laughs> is going to have a way worse bite than I did. I just want to prevent that. I mean, he's tasted yeah.
6: human blood now. You know, like
4: right? He's he's, he's, he's a, like like a vampire. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, I get it. It's uh, it's interesting to see because Kaylin's already you've already admitted to like being a helicopter parent. And I've, uh, am definitely the opposite of that. And so so it's interesting to see the difference in our perspective parenting styles because they're, uh, they're, they're, they're on the opposite sides of the spectrum.
4: But it's better than us both being lax parents or both being helicopter parents.
1: I disagree. I think we, I think if we were both relaxed parents,
4: we would have euphoria kids.
1: Yeah. No, that's not true. We would have like gossip girl kids.
4: That's even worse. Oh, it's not worse, but it's bad.
1: They'd be like highly intelligent. I'm um, uh fully sentient teenagers that are just like going through life acting like forty five year old Wall Street bankers, but they're really sixteen year old girls. It doesn't. I I don't understand really Gossip Girl. That's just kind of how I imagine it. Um. So yeah. I mean, I don't know, Easton. What about you? Do you guys have any conflicting parenting styles with your guys' dog?
6: Uh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm a helicopter parent for sure, and uh, like because my dog's very well behaved, but he doesn't get along with other dogs, and my attitude was. He's like 12 years old. Who knows how much longer he has? He just wants to hang out alone. <laughs> Why do we need to subject him <laughs> to other dogs? And, uh, but it, my wife has tried to socialize him with some of like, it'd be nice if our friends could bring their dogs over and he could hang out or we could get him a friend or something. And every single time we do it, I just freak out. Cause I'm like, he's going to rip this Pomeranian to into shreds and I don't want to <laughs> watch it happen. Um, and I'm afraid to let him off the leash anywhere. Like we, we went to the beach and uh, for the first time last year and like, we let him off the, we were in like a secluded beach it was in the middle of catalina island there's no one around and i was still just like Ugh. i just whack my microphone i'm i'm nervous now it's it's manifesting itself now uh he's sleeping in a little bed next to me and i'm just nervous he's never going to wake up it, it's the worst but my wife is very hands off and um very much uh, what's going to happen is going to happen and i think it's a good balance i think
1: you do right. think it's a good right. balance i do
6: i do i think mm. i think you need to have those conflicting viewpoints, because I think through that you will find a medium, the middle path, which is the right way to go. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: But don't you think it's uh, OK? So this is my only beef with the two conflicting parenting styles is when Alice is around me and I'm trying to like teach him certain things for a couple days. All of that goes out the window when he spends three days alone with Kaylin and she's trying to teach him things in a completely different way. Um, you know, same thing, but dif- different style, and all of the progress gets lost immediately.
6: I mean, that's true, and I could see that happening. I, I think when you have opposing viewpoints, the key is to find compromise
1: in certain areas. That's the oh, you know. But we don't compromise in this relationship. We go <laughs> okay. Jean
4: doesn't compromise. No, I'm right. not saying
1: that at all. I'm saying why would you compromise? We try to go. We we find as many win-win situations as we possibly can. Win, win, win. Yeah, exactly. The the important distinction between win, win, win is I've won having successfully moderated this win, win agreement. My point is... Wait,
4: wait,
6: wait, (laughs) win, win, win sounds like just win for Dean.
1: (laughs) I win all three times because I was right, I got my way, and now I'm happy, and that's three wins. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another. And every time after that, it's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard.
4: The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes.
1: Ashley adopted
0: Lois and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same. And I love her so much. And I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog
1: improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs
2: Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine.
5: I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where
1: What else do we want to talk about, Easton? I'm so glad you're here because you know how you know how challenging it is for me to to run an entire episode by myself. And as great as it is to have Kaylin here, um, you know
6: It's she, it's, she, it's so rare we get Kaylin here. I'm trying to like I wanna use this time appropriately. I wanna take advantage. Um Kaylin, yeah. <laughs> what what do you hate about Dean? What's your least favorite thing Ooh. about him?
1: Ooh, right now this is a really this is a really opportune time to ask that question because there's a lot <laughs> of stuff on the surface.
4: <laughs> oh, hate about Dean. I don't hate anything about Dean. Yeah. I
1: Just tell him some dislik- of the things you
4: told me last night.
5: Dislike.
4: <laughs> <laughs> You're insane. Um I dislike his uh
1: uh <laughs> you can say you can say whatever you want to say So totally likes fine.
4: dean loves his friends which i do love but like he really loves his golf friends and if he's golfing he'll golf 18 holes and then he's having so much fun that'll golf 18 more holes and then if he has time he'll golf nine more holes wow yeah. and
1: sounds miserable
4: and it's just like <laughs> if we have plans i know i then have to be a helicopter girlfriend and call and be like you left right you left right oh you haven't left but you know, we have this, you know.
1: Oh, wait. Do we ever have plans after I'm golfing, though? Oh, no. we. Plenty
4: of times. Very that's, my, that's my we frustration. Have we <laughs> have plans.
1: We very loosely have
6: plans. Do you follow each other's location on your phone?
1: Yes, yeah. we do. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you're still and
6: asking so, right.
4: so her. Uh, right, but when Dean says he's left and then it's been an hour and he's still at the golf course. Okay, <laughs>
1: but here's my here's my argument against that is I would way rather, and this is how I've lived my life for the past 30 years, and I'll tell you what, it's worked pretty gosh darn well for me up until now, is I'm always an ask for forgiveness, not for permission kind of guy. So when Kaylin's like, yeah, will you be home by one? And I know for a fact I will not be home by one. I'll just be like, yeah, I'll be home by one. And then she calls me at 1245 and she says – um, hey, have you left yet? And I'd be like, Oh my gosh, we have got one more hole to go, and we're on hole twelve. And then I get home, and it's three p.m. And she's like, Why are you two hours late? And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Golf took a little bit longer today, which it normally does. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, maybe it's a maybe it's a breakdown of communication. Somewhere. I think it's a
4: toxic trait.
1: Oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. how? Tell me, tell me how? <laughs> Not why
4: toxic? That's a little harsh. No, word. tell me.
1: That's great. If what? you believe that, you can't just
4: say like little little things like, Yeah, I'm I'm leaving, and you haven't left.
1: I just I. That's
4: ridiculous, but he thinks he's right. Here's the other thing. Dean always thinks he's right. No matter what situation, even if he knows he's wrong, he'll never admit it.
1: Here's the thing. (laughs) Here's the thing. (laughs) I'm a yes man, and if you ask me a question like, oh, will you be done by this time? I'll be like, yes, 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 yes. I just like saying the word yes. It's my favorite word to say. Yes, 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 yes. And if I... Caitlin's like typing something to me right now and I am <laughs> I'm losing my train of thought. And I just want to say yes. I want to say yes to her about everything. Everything she wants from me, I just want to say yes to. And so if she wants me to be done by 1 p.m., yes, baby, of course I'll be done by, by 1 p.m. Um, but then, you know, sure enough, 2.30 comes around and I'm still not done. So I'm sorry. That's just, that's. I'll stop saying yes as frequently as I do.
2: But yeah, let's, that's
1: all. let's move on to a different, let's move on to a different subject, Easton. What do you say?
6: Wait, wait one last thing. I'm just enjoying the psychoanalysis of Dean Ungler. <laughs> uh, Dean, do you... Do you see yourself as a people pleaser?
1: Um, I yes, I do actually, absolutely. Yeah,
6: I, I'm getting really? that sense.
1: Yeah, why do you not say see me yes? as a People pleaser.
4: I don't know. Uh, like partially, but you also like do whatever you want, even that it means like it's not going to make someone happy. Because like think about the podcast. You know, like when you're late to a podcast, you're not people pleasing then.
1: I'm like a selfish people pleaser. I always look out for myself first, but I yeah. always want to make sure that people are pleased around me. Is that fair?
4: Maybe. I've never thought of you as a people pleaser.
1: Oh, I i, I mean, I'm a Kalen pleaser. <laughs> I just want to make sure Kalen's happy all the time. Are you currently
6: pleased, Kalen?
1: Are you pleased? Are you <laughs> pleased right I'm now?
4: Pleased. I'm all right.
1: <laughs> You're just all right? Is that, that's, a def, that's a hard no.
4: I'm pleased. Wow. I'm pleased.
1: You're pleased? I'm pleased. Yeah. Okay. Are you a people <laughs> pleaser, Easton? Oh, yeah. Big time. Big time. Yeah,
6: I I think most uh, children of divorce are I just want everyone to be happy. I just want the fighting to stop. Uh, (laughs) And, uh, you know, I'll do whatever anyone says all the time. But I also understand like, you know, when someone's like, can you do this? And you're like, yes, I can. And even in your mind, you're like, oh, that's not going to (laughs) happen. Like, I think you you like to live in that moment where it feels like i think you know
1: i think you just made something click for me too is whenever someone says can you do this in my head i'm like listen i can literally do everything i can do anything and everything just tell me what and where to do it and it'll get done and then like once it comes to the time i'm like oh crap i definitely can't do that you know I think it's my own narcissistic ego in my head where I'm like, yeah, I can do, I can be everywhere at any time. I can be, I am like this omnipotent creature that can just do everything at all times. But sure enough, at the end of the day, I'm not that person.
6: I I don't, when, when he's stays to play extra golf or is late coming back, I don't think that's a Kalen matters less to me than this right now. I think it's a, I, I want to, I don't want to let Kalen down. I also don't want to let my friends down. I don't want to let myself down. And I really like playing golf right now. (laughs) Right. <laughs> and you know
4: no, that makes sense
1: yeah no, that's a that's a really good point because by leaving golf and letting my friends down my friends are right in front of me right there so I yeah. feel more guilty about letting them down because they're right in front of my face
4: I guess you you are a people pleaser but like a different version of a people pleaser than most people like I'm a people pleaser I would say Easton is a people pleaser but you're like a different breed mm. of a people pleaser <laughs>
5: I'm a different breed yeah. he's
6: built different uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm
1: built yeah. different have you
6: have you blown off your friends to be with Kalen Dean?
1: Probably, all the time, yeah, probably all, all a lot more than the, the other way. I would say more often than I, yes, more often than the other way. But, it, <laughs> the, but here's the thing, and and we, <laughs> and this this applies to everyone in every scenario is we always remember the times that we weren't prioritized instead of the times that we were prioritized because they become less of an issue, right? So, it's like if I'm blowing off my friends to play golf to hang out with you instead. Like I don't get any positive praise for that because that's kind of what's expected of me, which is totally okay, and I totally understand that. Um, But if I don't blow off my friends, then I get not in trouble, but like then there is like a you know a cause for concern, I guess. You lost me. Yeah, I'm lost as well. (laughs) I'll be honest. We were waiting a little bit of time for this podcast to start, so I went out and had a couple of uh, jalapeno margaritas. (laughs) My man. I still
4: feel guilty about saying you're. That's a toxic trait. I did not mean. That you had no, and toxic. so I mean, it's,
1: your, it's you have every right to tell me whether or not you think it's a toxic. No, trait. it's not toxic.
4: I think Easton helped us see it in a different way. Yeah, you are a people pleaser in a very. I just way.
1: I'm a victim of my environment. Whatever environment yes. I'm in, yes. I want to be in that.
4: And you're like fully dive into that environment.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's exactly right. Anyway, should we maybe move on <laughs> to uh, another topic so I don't get my butt kicked after this episode's <laughs> over?
4: Oh my gosh, I'll never kicked
2: <laughs> you. It's um, show.
1: Yeah, it's my show. You're right. And because it's my show, I'm gonna take the uh, the initiative and just say we're gonna take a quick break because the three of us need to have a team meeting about uh, <laughs> about what we can and can't discuss next. So we're gonna take a quick break. Just stay tuned through these uh, commercials and we'll be right back. True Love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another. and every time after that, it's taking long walks together in the summer gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard.
4: The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes.
0: Ashley adopted Lois and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same and I love her so much and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me.
2: Go to walmart.com slash Unlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine.
5: I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where...
1: All right, everybody, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. And I'll be honest, the last segment, uh, we were supposed to answer a couple of Q&A questions we have teed up here, but we never got around to any of them. So, uh, Easton, I hope that we all can answer them together. Is that possible?
6: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Okay. I I can, uh, here, I'll read them. I'll pull them up, uh, because I definitely have them handy.
1: Yeah, I can tell that you definitely (laughs) have them right there. You're just uh, pausing for dramatic effect.
6: You know, there's nothing if there isn't suspense on a podcast. Okay. Uh Q&A questions, here we go. Uh let's do something spicy.
4: Spicy.
6: Yeah. Oh, um is it important for you and your partner to have different interests and hobbies?
4: Yes. Absolutely.
1: Is, is it important for you and your partner to have different interests and hobbies?
4: Yeah, and Dean obviously loves golf and that's like a very time consuming hobby and I my hobbies are like an interest are tennis and like going out with my girlfriends on the weekend and tennis is like a big one but that takes like 2 hours max whereas his takes up like 5 to 8 hours. So I I've been trying to find a hobby that lasts as long as Dean's hobby, but I do think it's important for us to like do our separate things because I feel like we grow a lot more when Like, we have that time apart when we're not constantly, like, on top of each other 24-7. I think we do better as a couple just, like, having a few hours here and there with our friends.
1: I'm just disappointed that the only hobby that you tell people that I have is golf.
4: (laughs) No, no, I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. It's not like you
1: go skydiving skydiving or (laughs) skiing or or woodworking or traveling. But
4: but because of COVID, that was, like, the only thing you could really do.
1: Okay, sure. But it's not that golf is my only hobby. It's that golf is the only hobby of mine that you hate
4: no but i wasn't saying i hated it
1: i know but anyways that's so i i also agree that it's important to have opposite hobbies not opposite hobbies but different hobbies um because yeah like kaylin said it gives you a chance to explore different things on your own
4: but even like you know golf takes a long time also skydiving takes a long time Mm -hmm. i don't have a hobby that takes a long time Mm -hmm. so i'm still finding one because it'd be nice to have like six hours of my day just investing in a hobby.
1: yeah
6: sure yeah so if, if anyone has any uh, long-term uh, hobbies yeah. for kaylin send her a dm because i
4: love tennis, but i don't have the stamina to just be playing <laughs> yeah, all day long
6: it's a lot of t- it's a, a much more high intensity than golf
4: <laughs> right,
6: uh, um have either <laughs> i like that this is a question have either of you ever joined the mile high club
1: oh my
4: gosh <laughs> i have not
1: you've never joined the mile high club have you oh my gosh i've never joined it either.
4: oh my gosh <laughs>
6: if you doink oh. in the city of denver does that count
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a good question actually. Um I say I would say why not? Yeah. Why not? I don't think you're technically an honorary member of the actual Mile High Club, but uh, you know, the Mile High City Club, I think might be a, an important distinction to make there. Are you are you in uh Radio Luxembourg?
6: <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> cool. No,
6: not at all. Uh that that's disgusting, I think. Those bathrooms are gross. Um Yeah. Uh, do you ever Do you ever cook for each other?
4: Yes, I do. Who does most of the cooking, Kaylin? Me. um, Who does most of
1: the cooking? Um, Postmates does does most of the
4: cooking. I was about to say I'm a huge fan of Postmates.
1: So shout out to Postmates for doing most of the cooking for us.
4: (laughs) But when we're in Vegas, it's a lot easier to cook because it's just like, I don't know. We have a big island. It's easier. I made homemade pasta, homemade pasta sauce recently. Wow. But Dean also made me pasta with impossible meat and a salad. Kaylin. Like a couple weeks ago.
1: Kaylin has many obsessions that um, she'll like buy a super cool spaghetti maker, and she'll use it a couple of times, and then she'll be like, "I'm onto my next thing. I'm onto coffee grinding now. I'm onto my next thing. I'm onto panini pressing now." She got she's got a lot of interests, um, and so she likes using them and cooking for us. But which I is think great.
4: that's part of like being a a homeowner and growing your kitchen. I'm saying it's i I'm
1: saying it's a great thing. I think yeah. it's a great thing. I like that when I like when you get a new uh, utensil or whatever it is because or uh, appliance because it means that you're going to cook a delicious meal for us.
4: Yeah. Pasta was like iffy, but
1: that was I thought it was delicious. She always she's always so critical of herself. I thought it was the best meal I've ever had in my entire life. And I had to tell her that 20 times before (laughs) she started to even believe me a tiny little bit.
6: Pasta seems really hard to make. That seems like something a factory has to do, you know, so the fact you did it at all. I'm extremely impressed. Yeah. Uh, What do you think are red flags to look out for when dating?
1: hmm you go first what are some red flags that you saw in me that you looked past that you just overlooked
4: (laughs) oh well i mean um you specifically like yeah you know you had been on we met on paradise you had been on paradise before i sure was very nervous to date you on that show
1: as you should have been
4: and that was a red flag i overlooked why why did i overlook it
1: why was it a red flag
4: you know you were like dating someone and then a new shiny thing came down and you started dating her.
1: Oh, so you're saying my first stint on Paradise yeah. was the red flag, right. not me being on Paradise the second time. No, no,
4: no, your first stint.
1: Okay, sure.
4: So I overlooked that.
1: You overlooked it or you just looked, you could see the the, the heart of gold within me? Yeah. So, <laughs> so which is it? Did you overlook it or did you just see the true...
4: Well, colors. I, I saw the true colors eventually.
1: Uh, okay. So, pretty
4: quickly, I guess. S-
1: okay. So, what was the question again, Easton? Are there red flags that you can look past? W- what or red flags
6: wh- do you look for? Like, what? what oh. Yeah. What should you be looking out for?
1: I guess uh, going on Bachelor
6: in Paradise is a big one.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess, like, more generally speaking, my biggest red flag whenever I used to date, obviously, this is ages ago, was whenever anyone, uh, they wouldn't remember specifics about conversations that we had already had mm-hmm. and that's just that that's a red flag to me because that means that they're having a lot of similar conversations with a lot of other potential partners or um, prospects or whatever it might be and that that's like one thing that i always like really picked up on and it was like really acute to pick up on too is because if they're asking you like a, a question that you've already answered many times then it's like they're they're playing you you know you're just one of a number on their or notch on their belt if you will
6: it's a good it's Let's see. Uh, it, was it hard to adjust to moving in together when you guys did it?
1: Um, you can go for it.
4: I don't think it was actually, we like, we moved in together, quote unquote, in, um, the middle of COVID. So he kind of moved into my place because of COVID. Cause he just had his van. And because it wasn't like officially like signing a lease together, it felt like it was less pressure. And I, I feel like it was a pretty easy adjustment. Um, Just, like, I'm not as clean as I want to be, and I, like, I can deal with my own mess, but then having someone else's mess come in was a little bit of an adjustment, but we're learning. We're learning. I'm learning.
1: We're learning. I mean, we are. We do be learning out here, you know?
6: (laughs) (laughs) Would you? Who's the messier of the two?
1: Oh, well, that's an easy answer. That's an easy answer. You? No way. You are the messiest person. She's always so critical about me being messy, but then I look in the corner and there's uh two human uh, tall stacks of clothes.
4: Well, because
1: and I'm like, hey, Kaylin, what's with this big stack of clothes over here? She goes, she goes, oh, it's all organized. I just need to like hang them all up.
4: Yes, exactly. Yeah. So if I'm like shooting stuff, or I have like something coming up, or I'm packing, like I just have to lay it all out and visualize it, try everything on because I'm crazy, and then it sits there before I actually pack it in a suitcase. And the
1: thing is, I'm fine with it. Like I, I never criticize anything about the messes you make except for when you criticize me for the mess that I make because I'm not the cleanest person either I'm, don't, don't get me wrong I know that I'm a little messy but I don't like being called messy when
4: there is a, a big mess
1: that you made over well, in I the corner it. you know but
4: to me it's not a mess it's like I'm about to I'm about to travel and that's all my travel clothes
1: oh so you're gonna bring five checked bags with you to four days in Monterey
4: Packed in
1: the <laughs> Obviously, I'm exaggerating to prove yeah. a point, but but uh, I would say we're equal, equally messy. No, I'm probably
4: a little messier.
6: I don't want to open an old wound, but I was thinking back to Dean spilling the black paint on the floor. Oh. And mm. as, like, I just picture that Dean <laughs> has more of those kind of messes.
1: For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. And that's totally justified. And I'll totally accept all responsibility for that type of mess. But Caitlin, like, kept getting upset with me, too. And, j- again, totally justified for her to get upset with me for a lot of those mistakes, like, spilling paint and stuff. And I had to keep reminding her. I was like, Caitlin, like, I've never done this before. I've never painted a room before. I've never done any of this stuff. So, like, I'm still learning, like, the process into it. And I hope, always hope that that was enough to, like, justify me making those, like, tiny little Because it wasn't me making a mess. It was just me making, like, silly little errors, you know?
4: Yeah. And that's something I, I stress about, too, sometimes because we have all-white furniture and he'll be eating, like, spaghetti on the couch. And I'm like, <laughs> be careful. Yeah. And then I end up being the one who spills. Right. And he's like, you're clumsier than me. So yeah. I think I project a lot.
1: Yeah. Oh, well. In terms of cooling. Yeah, I talk <laughs> about projecting a lot for sure. She definitely gets really angry when I pick my nose in her car, too. Oh,
4: my gosh. That is, like, again, slide into my DMs if your partner picks their nose.
1: Eason, do you pick your nose in front of people ever? No.
4: Thank Uh you. You Thank you. And flicking boogers, are you kidding me?
1: I don't flick them. I sound like I'm flicking them at you. I'm flicking them in, away from people. I'm like saving people the trouble of them having boogers flicked at them. Is
6: it leaving the car? Like are you rolling the window down, flicking it out, or are you just sometimes? Doing it? Well, like no, let's say never, what if you're on the interstate
1: one. and you're going 90 miles an hour? I'm not going to roll the window down, and then it would be like in right. a freaking sonic boom chamber or something.
4: <laughs> just use a tissue.
1: Yeah. Well, I I have a lot of boogers, and there's nothing I can do about That's,
4: it. He always he always says. Stop booger shaming me. I have so many <laughs> boogers in my nose. Why would you booger shame me? I
1: get booger shamed all the time. Just
4: use a tissue. No, the
1: thing is about boogers, when you are when you have the genetics that I have, these boogers cannot be blown out of your nose. They have to be surgically removed yes, with the fingertip. that's what
4: he says. They're super strong boogers. They're so stick. strong.
1: I've got a lot of hair up there, and every booger is intertwined with like 17 nose hairs, and so I've got to pluck them out.
4: This goes back to me saying that whatever Dean does, he's never wrong. It's not that I'm wrong
1: about it. It's that you... It, I'm I'm looking for a little empathy here. Like I know you can't understand where I'm coming from because you Can don't we have, have a these horrible
4: on to talk about these crazy boogers?
1: He would say, "I've never seen a case like yours before. <laughs> this is the most extreme case of bookerosis I've ever seen in my entire life." With your
6: very oh. sterile finger. Uh, well, this has been eye-opening. This has been enlightening. <laughs> this has been. <laughs> a learning experience for all of us but i think we have <laughs> to call us, it a for day. Us too
1: i think <laughs> all right well you know what guys i do think that we've talked enough about all things boogers <laughs> and just everything else we've talked about on this podcast golf um let's just go ahead and forget like this ever even happened what do you say <laughs> Uh, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Help I Suck at Dating. We've got a couple special episodes uh, coming up for you this week. Don Davis is joining us later on. And we're going to, uh, I guess we've already checked in with Jared Haben at this point about his newborn little baby boy. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and give it a listen on uh, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to check it out and be sure to tune in next episode where maybe we're going to suck. Just a little bit less. Follow Help by Suck it Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock.
4: On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City, in Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles.
0: With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share black Lead products. It's free,
1: it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black Lead products that are creating
3: a new world of choices at Walmart.
4: Trust. You don't want to miss it.
3: Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss